0: Recently, I had the opportunity to talk to Mark Holt, Chief Product and Engineering Officer at 10x Banking. Mark shared how a digital first born in the cloud mentality touches every part of his business, from infrastructure to culture and recruitment. He gave insights into how working with AWS and the AWS cloud has enabled 10x to do business differently and more agilely. One of the most valuable sets of insights Mark shared were those mistakes that banks commonly made when undertaking digital transformation. From an all-or-nothing mentality, to picking the wrong areas to start with, or not listening closely to customers, I found these particularly valuable to enable others to learn from those that have gone before. Welcome to Conversations with Leaders. I'm Phil LeBron, an enterprise strategist with Amazon Web Services. Today, we're talking about the banking industry. Already highly disruptive and with more to inevitably come, how do these huge, highly regulated businesses make a success of the digital transformation they need to survive and thrive? I'm delighted today to be joined by Mark Holt, Chief Product and Engineering Officer at 10X Banking. Mark, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your background and role at 10X?
1: Sure. So I tend to describe myself as a geek with an MBA. I'm a programmer by trade. Um, I cut my teeth in right in Z80 assembler and 68,000 way in the way back. I initially worked in commodity trading way back in 1993. We were building neural nets to do commodity price predictions. Yeah, it didn't work at all. It was a complete disaster. <laughs> you could overfit amazingly and predict history, predict the future a little bit harder. And uh, since 2007, I've been working in growth businesses. So I used to work for a company called Trayport that does energy trading software. I worked for a company called CPA Global that manages patents and trademarks for people like Intel around the world. And most recently, I've spent the last two years working at 10X Banking that is looking to build a new core banking platform completely cloud-based that enables organizations to bring new financial products to market really quickly and not have to worry about all of the stuff that is commoditized in banking, really focus on creating great customer propositions.
0: And tell me you're not doing that on a Z80. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? it it'd be very cool. <laughs> Running on a on a spectrum. That'd be a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of assembly language. Yeah. So uh, how how did 10x come about as a, a
1: business? So 10x was founded by Anthony Jenkins. Anthony Jenkins was the global CEO at Barclays. He had one hundred and fifty thousand people working for him. That's just terrifying. <laughs> I can't even imagine how stressful that must be. And after he left Barclays, he spent a lot of time looking around. And what he's built is the platform that he wanted in 30 years of running banks. What he wanted to be able to do was bring new products to market quickly. And often that would turn into an 18 month IT project with a 12 million pound price tag. In a platform like 10X, you point and click and say, I'd like to create a new current account with this interest rate. It calculates debit interest in this particular way. You get charged on this basis send it through some approval processes and then you can launch the product into market.
0: That sounds really interesting given the core banking systems that have made so many banks successful have now become these great boat anchors Mm -hmm. to their business. I assume going into this you've had to change your mindset and culture versus how traditional banks have thought. What does that look like?
1: Yeah so banks traditionally like a like to run everything themselves it's a it's a it's a safety blanket you're in a as you mentioned you're in a massively regulated industry it's very hard to trust somebody else to take responsibility for such an important part of your platform so there's a big mindset shift required there i also think there is a real difference in the way that you just start to engage with the with the wider business i think it creates an ability to have a much better conversation as an i.t department when you're then able to say well Let's just launch this product. Let's just um, configure it up, get it out into market, do a bit of marketing, see if it if it does or if it doesn't, we can keep tweaking it as we go. And that's that's a very agile mindset. And I think that's the re- really the big difference that a platform like ours offers banks. I think traditionally banks have had a very waterfall mindset and all of the projects, all of the way they think about the world can often be very waterfall. And that's not True across all banks, obviously, but we do see it a lot. When every change is going to take you 18 months, that's a really hard conversation. You're planning your budgets a long way in advance. You're planning the products you're going to launch. You're planning what you're going to do for customers a really long way in advance. And in this modern world where everything is fast and everything is changing, and the world has certainly changed in the last six months, you know, are you able to respond effectively and create products that customers really want? And so with a much more agile mindset, it does go to the whole, I hate the phrase digital transformation, but it's right, It's digital transformation is about using technology to respond quickly to customers' needs is doing that kind of test and learn. I spent seven years as a CTO at a train line. We would do hundreds of test and learn cycles every week, hundreds, just constantly trying new things. What if we move this here? What if we change this thing? What if we make this font bigger? What if we take this screen out? What if we add this other thing in? This kind of transformation enables banks to get a lot closer to that rapid iteration.
0: And you're in this interesting world where You've got a CEO who came from banking that was enabled by technology. He's now the CEO of a technology company which enables banking. What does that mean to you as a chief product and engineering officer? How do you bring the whole leadership team along on this technology journey you and he are on?
1: Yeah, sometimes it's easier than others. <laughs> I think anybody listening will will agree with that. Part of the difficulty is that technology is hard. And if you've never worked in technology, you, never, you don't quite understand how deep the rabbit hole goes. So a lot of the time, it's kind of, you spend a lot of time coming up with analogies or pictures or ideas that just try and convey the complexity of what it is we're doing. We talk a lot as, as technologists about things like shift left, well, that's great at the same time. That creates this huge level of complexity that a dev team needs to understand. They can no longer just write a piece of code and send, it used to be they'd write a piece of code, send it off to the infrastructure team and some point in the future, they deploy it. But now you have to understand, oh, well, I'm going to reach out and I need a, an S3 bucket and I need a, a connection to Kafka and I need a connection to my Aurora database. Where am I getting those things from? And it creates this complexity and we're solving problems that are hard, and we're solving problems with a lot of people and a lot of the time things can you know people are often the weakest link and things can break if just one person or a few people don't don't do their jobs so mistake proofing platforms is is really a thing that we spend a lot of time worrying about how do we how do we make it so that you can't do it wrong and again that costs a lot of money that tends to cost it, and it slows you down we are we're a banking software provider we're not happy path people. This is not a 99.9% business. This is a 100% business. If you are, if you're a student, you plug your card into the machine at Waterloo station to try and get yourself home and the machine says no and it's quarter to midnight, you're sleeping on Waterloo station. This is not a 99% business. So that brings complexity, that brings cost and we have to Reflect that in the in all of the conversations we have.
0: And given your your CFO, your CMO, your your peers have to understand technology. You're a technology business after all. And we know the level of technology literacy in businesses typically isn't very good. How how do they educate themselves? How do you help educate them on on what's possible and what the next trend is? They should be focused on.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm quite lucky at 10x. We've got, you know, Anthony's been in this business for an exceedingly long time. He is very technology literate. Our chief commercial officer is also extremely technology literate. She's come from a banking background where she's worked on a lot of tech projects. So that actually helps very significantly. I'm not some, if you're in a business where you're back at ground zero, where there's no technology understanding, that's really, really hard. Yeah, well, Lucky
0: you. <laughs> what does this mean? You you talked about the agile mindset of at 10X. What does that mean from a talent recruitment strategy, the sort of people you look for to join your business? Mm-hmm.
1: So as with everybody, we're looking for incredible developers. We're looking for people that, again, are not just happy path people. The best developers have been through this life cycle enough times. They've seen a thing fail in production. They've experienced the hell of uh, you know, we, we've all done it, right? I, I, I remember going through trying to find a memory leak by manually looking through a stack dump that, that, that generates a certain level of understanding and that generates a certain level of fear that you want from your developers. We want people who are, you know, who want to understand how their system performs in production. We want people who are curious, who are interested to go oh yeah that just looks weird why does it why does it spike every three and a half hours what's going on and it turns out it's a garbage collecting a thing or it's something but you want the people who are who are diving in and and figuring that stuff out and and those people are, are not easy to find and we try very hard to create a culture where they can do their best work and one of my personal goals is to create a culture where People are super proud of what they do. I want people to look back on the time they spent at 10X and go, I'm really, really proud of the work I did at 10X. I'm really proud of the work my team did. I'm really proud of the platform we produced. It felt, you know, this is all a bit soft and fluffy, but it felt nice. And there's something that quality without a name that Christopher Alexander talks about, you know, I I think that's really important. It's like, there is, something uh, akin to architecture in software design and and a software system can feel nice when when everything works as it should and when when there's no surprises that's all part that all drives a certain culture
0: i i agree that purpose that pride in what you're doing is is often underrated you work with a lot of the world's biggest banks What are some of the shifts you're seeing in those that are really understanding what consumers want now? How are they changing? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I think the Chase in the UK is a great example of this. Chase launched their bank in the UK almost exactly a year ago now. In the last 12 months, they've managed to gather more deposits on the platform than Starling, Revolut and Monzo combined. And that's an incredible entry into the marketplace. And they've done that by being really smart. They are really smart people and they focused on understanding what it is that customers actually want and what are the things that that make a difference to a consumer in it. The world of digital transformation and banking has historically been, can we build a shinier app? It's an app. I make a payment. I look at my balance. I look at my transactions. Maybe I download a statement. It's not that exciting. What Chase have really focused on is... You can speak to a human being who will help you with your problem. They've created a, a very high interest rate savings account. They've got this super cool cashback capability that they've built, and they give you a very good interest rate on round So if you if you spend £1.70, and you, they will round that up to two pounds and put the difference in you know, in a savings account and give you five percent on that. Those things are really different and and actually matter to consumers, not is my app purple or pink or, or green. And the way they've done that is they've focused their effort and their software development effort on building those things that are unique. They haven't focused their effort on how do I service or how do I run a current account? They've come to us and we provide that commodity for them. And they can really invest their very important developer hours in creating products that are actually important to customers. And I think that's the difference in digital transform that's proper digital transformation, again to use that awful word, but thinking about the world in a different way. And and they haven't, one of the things that we're real, really big believers in at 10x is that we refer to it as our crawl walk run methodology again banks a lot of banks are very waterfall businesses they say I'm going to replace my core banking platform I have to replace all of it and that's just horrific you go and talk to some of the big old legacy vendors out there and they will come back to you and they will be very excited about this project to replace the whole thing and they will come back with a price tag of 100 million euros and a lot of consultancy that goes on the top of it That's a really waterfall kind of way of thinking about the problem. We see the problem much more as a pick a small thing and increment. Much like you do in a consumer business, increment your way to greatness. So maybe pick up your personal loans portfolio. And that tends to turn over very fast. You know, the average life of a personal loan might be two to three years. So maybe start moving the front book of your personal loan portfolio onto the new platform. Try it, experience it, work with it iterate it. A year later, well, half of your back book's gone away because it's all expired. Your front book's on the new platform. Hey, wait a minute, this is actually working for us. We've been able to work with this and and do really well. Maybe we'll start thinking about mortgages. Maybe we'll start moving our mortgage products onto this platform as well. Let's do this as as an agile, iterative process, not a change the whole world, all in one go process. And that's again something that I think Chase have been magnificent at. They've picked the small set of features that customers deeply care about, worked really hard on those, and they've left a bunch of other things that they they will get on with at some point in the future. But I think that's a really smart approach, and I think that's in in all businesses, honestly, you know, iterate your way to greatness is always going to be the right answer. You're you're
0: right. It's it's so obvious, but I think often. Folks want all of the features in V one and it becomes that multi-year project you talk about and you know the rest, we know where those stories end up. Yeah.
1: What... <laughs> Usually with a CIO leaving the business. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> At least one CIO. Yeah. You talk about crawl walk run. How does the cloud enable you to get onto that iterative journey?
1: Yeah. So the cloud's super important in that. The one of the things I I just roam around the world, collecting cool quotes from different people. One of the things that one of the people in Australia that we spoke to said was cloud's amazing because it lowers the cost of curiosity. And I love that phrase. And it plays to the crawl, walk, run methodology. We can get you live in 24 hours on a platform ready to go. You press a button all of the infrastructure is commissioned for you you can go onto a shared environment you can go onto your own dedicated environment that it's so easy to exp- to then start playing with it what do your apis look like okay well we'll start sending some messages oh okay so we get messages back on kafka that's super cool oh this message looks like i could plug that into something else you can start to work with this platform really really fast of course in the old legacy world where we all grew up You'd place an order for a server, and three or four weeks later, it would turn up. And that was the kind of lead times you worked on. Cloud enables a very different way of thinking. And the cost of curiosity is, is yeah, my phrase of the moment, actually.
0: I love that. So it resonates so much better than you need to fail fast. Because I don't know about you, I didn't get promoted for failing many, many times. But you touched on something else, too, around digital transformation. You talked about some of those anti-patterns in organizations trying to lift and shift entire legacy applications into new architectures, building cool apps, which look great, but the consumer doesn't actually want. What else do you see that sets those companies succeeding with transformations apart from those that that are struggling?
1: I mean, a lot of banks have been around a really long time. They are starting from a place that is actually very painful. And so we spoke to a bank, the first line of code in their core platforms written in 1968. Amazing, right? They've got this platform that's been around since 1968. It's, that's, that's properly cool. At the same time, they've got five people who know how the whole platform works. They've got an enterprise level risk with their regulator with the names of those five people. And all of those five people are due to retire in the next five years. They have a 18 month backlog for change. And 75% of the changes they're putting into that core platform are regulatory. So they're starting from a place of, you know, you're not just starting with your hands tied behind your back. You've got your legs tied together, and you're in a little box as well. It's really hard. So that drives people to do the digital transformation, which is we've created a shiny app. Look, there's this little bit of the world we can we can play in, and we can actually get something out the door. But it doesn't change the the fundamentals of your business. So I think the um, the key really is, you know, break things up or start to break things off, start to to pull things apart. It's a standard methodology. Whenever you start to look at a legacy platform, how can you isolate a component of it? How can you take some part of that out into a new platform, leave everything else because it runs and it runs really well and it does what it needs to do, but then starts to migrate your way slowly onto a different platform. I think that's important. It doesn't
0: sound as leadershipy, though, as signing a hundred million dollar or euro contract to replace an app. But you're absolutely right. I think we see that a lot. It's that sort of the persistence of vision and then the continual execution against that over a a period of time is is key.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think, again, iterate your way to greatness. I think it's all about just keep iterating. Just decide where you're going and keep iterating towards it.
0: Well, the irony is that's how any of us are successful. You don't wake up one morning thinking I'm gonna be an Olympic runner. And then <laughs> So you're you're an AWS partner. How integral is that to the way you do
1: business and the success for your customers? Yeah. So AWS is a massive component of our success and a massive component of our organization. Worked with AWS for many years. I have to say I'm a bit of an AWS fanboy, which probably uh, <laughs> Great. And that's because of years of experience actually. I find AWS are Proactive. They will come to us and say, So you're using a lot of Aurora. Let's talk about the new things. Let's put you in touch with the Aurora development team. Let's have them tell you about the new things that are coming in Aurora. They will come to us and say, You know what? You're using these server instances and they're costing you a lot of money. And we see that quite a lot of them are running at very low CPU. We actually think we could save you a bunch of cash by doing this and this and this and this. And it's not just we want to, you know, we'll sign you on an enterprise agreement. No, it's it's practical. Let's change the instance type. Let's move these things around. Let's save you some money. And that's really unusual from a partner. And that's really unusual from a vendor. And uh, AWS also has the, the best reliability for most of its components. I think they, they work, they continue to work. We're 100% business. We're not a 99% business where it's got to work 100% of the time. When we phone AWS and say something weird happened, there was a blip four hours ago on our Redis instance. Two hours later, we're on a call with somebody who's either running that or in the Redis team in AWS, and they're diagnosing the problem. And they will always get to the root cause of a problem. So yeah, AWS is is a massive component of our success and will continue to be so. Forever, we we would not consider going to another cloud provider at this point. We for a, for many years we had this view of we'll be multi-cloud and that'll be great. We double down on AWS. We are we are AWS partners and we're going nowhere.
0: Fantastic. How does that all that? I can see the positive impact that will have on your ability to deliver technology. How does that roll downstream in terms of the impact on your business and your customers' ability to be successful?
1: Yeah, so again, we're hundred percent business. The important, most important thing for them is that this thing works at all times. What our job is to find, honestly, the smallest set of technologies that enable us to deliver the greatest amount of value. I'm not a big fan of going out and grabbing hold of the latest database here and the new shiny over there and something else. That's just that way madness lies. That will always come back and bite you in the end. You won't be able to find people to run it, you won't be able to understand what happens when it goes wrong. That's not a place that you ever want to be as a CIO. Uh, just, you know, standing in front of your client or standing in front of your CEO and saying, yeah, there's a problem with this funny little thing that we bought and we have spoken to them and they're not sure what it is. That's not a great place to play. So, yeah, AWS is a is a much better partner from that perspective. One thing you haven't mentioned by,
0: I assume is pretty important in your industry, well, I know it's pretty important in your industry is security. I mean, we've seen an increased growth in bad actors, increased consumer awareness about security. How do you view the cloud in light of your ability to protect your business and your consumers?
1: Yeah, so I'm not convinced that the cloud is necessarily any any more or any less secure than anything else. I think you have to work to secure your platform at all stages through the lifecycle. I think security is as much a culture as it is a bunch of technologies that roam around. And I think that it has to be the, yeah, the number one thing we do. I will, I will talk about, if I'm ranking capabilities, I will rank security, reliability, and then functionality. If you build some cool functionality, but it's not reliable, it's not going out the door. If you build some cool functionality and it's reliable, but it's not secure, it's definitely not going out the door. So security is baked into the life cycle of everything we do. We work really hard on development teams. We have a very active security champions program where people across the organization are given extensive training in all sorts of security techniques and technologies so that we can create a multiplier effect around our security organization. We have some incredible people in our security organization as well who help us to make sure that everything we do is done in a secure manner. And yeah, you know, there are components of the cloud that make that super easy. Being able to containerize workloads is actually really helpful. We can then scan that container to make sure that it's not containing any vulnerabilities. We can make sure that the container that we created in our dev pipeline is exactly the one that got deployed. So we've, we maintain full traceability. Across the stack, but that that's important capability. I'm not I'm not sure that it's necessarily a cloud versus non-cloud problem. That one.
0: True. I guess what it does mean is you can put your resources focus on a smaller area of concern versus having to worry about what someone's doing with your data center yeah, or totally. uh, yeah. whether they're running old hardware and you're having to buy spares off yeah. eBay.
1: U- update the firmware on your yeah. <laughs> on your controllers. Absolutely. As yeah. much as you probably miss that in your current day <laughs> Yeah, nobody really misses that, do they?
0: So getting your crystal ball out, what technology do you think is going to have the biggest impact on the future of banking?
1: 10x, without a doubt. I I do actually think the cloud is really important for, for banks. I think a lot of banks have got big old legacy platforms that that run in data centers. I think banks and, and that that drives a massive cost and a lot of complexity and a lot of inability to execute, inability to iterate. So I do think that's important. I, I also think that the, the mindset shift that comes along with that, that we've already spoken about, is what will have the, the biggest change. I'm not a big believer in this one piece of technology and, you know, oh, it's gonna be cloud databases or something, or no. I'm not really interested in technology. I'm interested in what you can do with technology. And doing stuff with technology requires vision. It requires somebody to go, I can use this to, to create this wonderful experience over there. And I think you know, banks are also under a lot of pressure from fintechs popping up, people starting to disaggregate what has traditionally been the role of a bank and people offering, you know, buy now, pay later kind of products, a lot of payments products out there. There's a lot of credit products starting to turn up all over the place. I think that's going to be a real challenge for banks. And again, how can you, let's not talk about what the technology is, let's talk about how we can use some of these technologies to create some customer experiences that customers are actually really interested in using and really make a difference to to somebody's day to day life. So what's next for 10x banking? The most important thing for us is making sure our existing customers are super happy with our platform. Making sure that our platform is reliable, that it's secure, and it offers the functionality that they need is job number one for us. Everything else depends on the happiness of those existing clients, and that is our absolute focus. On top of that is how do we find more partners that we can work with? How do we find more banks that we can work with? How can we bring the benefits of 10x technology to as many banking organisations as possible. How can we educate the world about the benefits of 10X? And our company mission is to be the big banking platform for a billion banking customers. So we've got a little way to go just yet.
0: I love the aspiration. Mark, it's been fantastic talking to you. You're doing some amazing things in an industry which needs the 10Xs of the world. So, appreciate sharing your insights with me today and look forward to talking to you more in the future. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conversations with Leaders, brought to you by AWS Executive Insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us spread the word and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Visit AWS Executive Insights for more on these topics.